Coming at you from historic King of Prussia, PA, this is the Matt Ward History Experience. My name's Matt Ward and I'll be your tour guide today. This month's episode of the Matt Ward History Experience features a Let's Talk History segment recorded on location at the Burroughs Mansion in Matawan, New Jersey. The episode also includes a genealogy segment as well as a history book of the month segment. The Matt Ward History Experience is brought to you by Dystrophy. Check out their new album, Wretched Host. Wretched Host is available for purchase and download at dystrophyband.com. Again, that's dystrophyband.com. The link to Dystrophy's website is also available on the blog. We're going to start off our first episode of the Matt Ward History Experience with a Let's Talk History segment in my hometown of Matawan, New Jersey. This month's interview is with the Matawan Borough historian and docent of the Borough's Mansion Museum, Al Savlin. We went on location to the Burroughs Mansion for the interview. The Burroughs Mansion is located at 94 Main Street in historic Matawan, New Jersey. During this interview, we were able to not only discuss the history of the Burroughs Mansion, but also the history of Matawan. Al was kind enough to show me around the mansion. I posted a few of my favorite photos from the tour on the blog. Without further delay, here it is. Let's talk history. Let's start off with introductions. Please tell my listeners your name, position, and how long you've been involved with the Burroughs Mansion Museum. My name's Al Savling. Uh, I'm retired now, but in my working life, I was a history teacher and a school principal. Uh, now I'm the Matawan Town Historian, and I'm also a docent at the Burroughs Mansion. I've been associated with the Matawan Historical Society and the Burroughs Mansion since the 1970s. So I've been around for quite a while, and uh, I do regular tours here. I also am a historical speaker, and I travel around doing uh, uh, different historical talks on various topics of, about the history of Matawan. Great. Let's get into the questions, some of which were submitted by the readers of my blog. The first question is, in what year and by whom was the Burroughs Mansion built? The Burroughs Mansion was built in 1723 by a man by the name of John Baum III. And the Bound family was very prominent in the early years of New Jersey. They served in the, in the, in the British uh, uh, legislative body back in, uh, in the early, uh, early 1700s. But John Bound actually didn't live in this house. He built the house. Uh, but it was, in fact, the Bound family is actually related to Abraham Lincoln through uh, various uh, you know, connections and the relatives. Was Matawan called Matawan during this time? No. Matawan, back in the 18th century, was known as Middletown Point. And the reason it was called Middletown Point is this whole section of Monmouth County was known as Middletown. And uh, Matawan Creek, which comes uh, is actually located behind the Burroughs Mansion, was a major shipping point back in the 18th century. Uh, it, was, it wasn't particularly wide, it was about 30 feet wide, but it was over 15 feet deep at high tide, and ocean-going sloops and schooners actually came in to wharfs on Madeline Creek. And uh, so it, it was, in fact, John Burroughs, who purchased the mansion in uh, 1769, was a local merchant. He also owned two grist mills, and people would bring uh, either wheat, the rye, other things, corn, to the grist mills. They would grind it up and put it in sacks and they would load it uh, off the, the wharfs and the, behind the borough's mansion. 
he had a partner who was a sea captain. His name was Captain John Watson. So you had a merchant uh, and a sea captain as partners, and they, they were quite successful in those days. What role did the Burroughs family play in the American Revolution? Okay. Uh, actually, a, a very significant role in the area. New Jersey was uh, very kind of a patchwork of whether local communities were associated with the patriot cause or the loyalist cause. The area in Middletown Point was uh, more with the patriot cause, but different, uh, different parts of uh, Monmouth County, particularly down around Shrewsbury, that area were with the loyalist cause. John Burroughs was very definitely with the patriot cause. He actually uh, was a member of a group known as the Sons of Liberty. If you remember your American history and the Boston Tea Party, the Sons of Liberty uh, threw the tea into Boston Harbor. And after that incident, the British shut down Boston Harbor to punish the people of Boston for this, this act. And it was very difficult for many people in Boston to get food. John Burroughs actually sent a lot of his produce up to uh, Boston to help the people uh, when the port was shut down. There was also in this area, uh, in fact, especially in the, the tidal creeks coming in, there was a group known as the Whaleboat Navy. These were people who were in large whaleboats, approximately 20 feet long with a, the bow at both ends, and they were privateers. They would go out into Raritan Bay. At this time during the Re Revolution, the British were occupying Staten Island and Manhattan. But Raritan Bay had all kind of British shipping out there. The whaleboats would go out with about, about 18 or 20 men armed with cutlasses and pistols, and they would go next to a British merchant ship, throw a grappling hook up, climb on the merchant ship, and with their, with their pistols and cutlasses take over the ship as a prize. And then they would, they would take the ship down the coast uh, to a prize court. And they would, uh, uh, they, they would actually, uh, you know, gain from from this. Now John Burroughs uh, actually hid three whaleboats in his mill ponds, which was uh, could be a capital offense if you were caught by the British doing this, because it was very definitely, you know, against the British war effort. Sometimes when I'm doing a tour, people ask, what's the difference between a pirate and a privateer? And I have to mention that a privateer is someone who has a license to go and take over a ship given by, uh, by a government, uh, whereas a private is just a, a freelance, or a pirate is just a freelancer doing this on, this own, done on his own. And typically what happens is if you're a pirate and you're caught, they will hang you. And the British actually hang, hung uh, a number of uh, American privateers the same way. But John Burroughs was definitely uh, helping uh, the cause with his whaleboat navy. Uh, his son, Captain Burroughs, who would be later promoted to Major Burroughs, was an officer in David Foreman's regiment. So in many ways, it was very clearly uh, identified as uh, someone with the Patriot cause. And uh, the local Tories uh, hated Captain Burroughs, and they also hated his father, Corn King Burroughs. Tell us about the raid conducted by Loyalist forces to capture Captain John Burroughs in 1778. Okay. Uh, actually, the Foreman family... Uh, which was a, a new partner after uh, Captain John Watson uh, died at sea, uh, John Burroughs uh, became partners with Samuel Foreman, who was also a, a leader of uh, a militia unit. Uh, his daughter, Margaret Foreman, marries uh, John Burroughs' son, uh, John Burroughs Jr. And so you have two of these families that are very strong with the Patriot cause joining together. Now, in 1778, when the raid actually takes place, uh, 
Captain Burroughs is serving with uh, Washington's army. But uh, uh, every once in a while, he would get uh, a leave from duty he could, so he could come back and visit his young wife, who was living with the in-laws here at the Burroughs mansion. And uh, the Tory spies found out that uh, Captain Burroughs was going to be coming to visit his young wife uh, in uh, May of uh, 1778. And they decided to launch a raid from Sandy Hook. There was a group of loyalists on Sandy Hook known as the New Jersey Royal Volunteers. And they wore green uniforms and they were known as the Skinner Greens because their commanding officer was General Cortland Skinner. So the Skinner Greens decided, this is the night of May 27th, 1778. They decided to launch a raid from Sandy Hook across Raritan Bay and they land just off, uh, off of Keyport. Now the Patriot spies who were located uh, uh, up on top of Fox Hill. Fox Hill is now known as Rose Hill Cemetery, but during the American Revolution, it was a, it was a perfect place to spy because there weren't large trees there, and you could see what was going on in Raritan Bay. So the Patriot spies see that uh, uh, the Skinner Greens are coming in this direction. They come to the Burroughs Mansion, and they tell Captain Burroughs that the Skinner Greens are coming in this direction. They're probably coming for you. So Captain Burroughs jumps out the back window, swims across Madawong Creek, and is hiding in the woods on the backside. Now, when the Skinner Greens actually come in this direction, there are a number of other loyalists. They start out with about 70 Skinner Greens from Sandy Hook. But by the time they get to Middletown Point, there are about 200. Others have joined up along the way. And they're coming up uh, Church Street in Matawan, and where Church Street actually runs into Broad Street. And now, the local Patriot units have realized the Skinner Greens are coming. We had one unit uh, in this section of town, another unit uh, in the southern section of town, and they start beating their drums, and they start converging toward the center of town. So the Skinner Greens are coming up Church Street, and where Church Street runs into Broad Street, the two uh, colonial militia units meet the Skinner Greens, and the fighting take place. But remember, the purpose of this raid was not just to come and fight with the local patriots, so a group separates from the main fighting and winds their, their way around the back alley and they come to the Burroughs Mansion, which is everything is dark right now. But everyone inside knows what's going on. Captain Burroughs has jumped out the back window, but to the people on the outside, everything is pitch dark. Uh, the Skinner Greens come and they force the door open, the front door open, and come in the entryway. There's an officer with several armed men. And coming down the stairs of the Burroughs Mansion, is this young girl. She's only 18 years old. This is Captain Burroughs' wife. Her name is uh, uh, Margaret Foreman Burroughs. And she challenges these men. She's a brave young girl. She says, what are you doing in my house? And uh, technically it was her in-law's house, minor detail. But they're kind of taken back by this girl. And they say, well, there's been some fighting uptown. She came down in her nightdress. She was standing on the landing and she was wearing a shawl. And this Tory officer said, uh, this has been some fighting. We have wounded men. We want your shawl to bind the wounds of some of our men. And this young girl defiantly says, in front of all these armed men in the entryway, I'll not give my shawl or anything in this house to aid a British subject. You could imagine how a speech like that would go across to armed men uh, who were supporting King George. So at that point, they realized that this girl is just stalling. And Captain Burroughs is probably hiding up uh, on the second floor in that area. So they rush her. They, they go to the staircase. A Tory officer strikes her across the chest with the hilt of his sword. And she falls down, almost falls off the landing. 
And uh, uh, she, after this race, she doesn't die that evening, but she will be uh, injured, severely injured. She becomes an invalid, and she, she, she dies a short while after that, but not actually the night of the race, but she will die uh, as a result of her wounds. Uh, the, Tory, uh, the Tories rush up to the second floor. The Tory officer orders the men to fire up into the attic. Now, at this time, there were a number of servants up in the attic. Uh, I should mention that John Burroughs was a slave owner, and he owned a, a couple dozen slaves. It was slavery in New Jersey at this time, but there were house slaves who were living up on the third floor. So the, the Tories fired their muskets. In fact, we still have musket ball holes up there from that night under plexiglass. And uh, they, they rush up into the attic. They rush around the second floor. They finally realize that Captain Burroughs has escaped. So they decide to take his father, Corn King Burroughs, as a prisoner because he's kind of valuable on this, on, on this order of uh, you know, people to capture. So they take him prisoner. They walk him out to, to take him back to Sandy Hook. They decide to burn the house. Uh, they first take the furniture out, which uh, John Burroughs, uh, the Corn King, was quite a wealthy man, so it's a very nice furniture, but he wanted to make an example of these local patriots. So they make a bonfire, they burn his furniture, and then they decide to torch the house. And uh, they actually, uh, in fact, when we, uh, we, we turned the Burroughs Mansion into a museum, our uh, historical archaeologists noticed that there were burn marks all around the outside of the house, which, is match which matches up to some of the stories about trying to burn the mansion down. Fortunately, the, the locals were able to put the fire out before it was completely consumed. But they take, uh, they take Corn King Burroughs prisoner, uh, they try to burn the house down, uh, and they start going back to Sandy Hook. Now, something happens as a result of that. Uh, one of uh, John Burroughs' son-in-laws, Colonel uh, Thomas Henderson, is also an officer with Washington's army. He finds out that his, his, uh, uh, his father-in-law has been kidnapped and uh, his uh, Margaret Formis has been assaulted and they tried to burn down the house. So he feels turned about his fair play. He goes down into the Shrewsbury area and captures a prominent Tory leader. His name was William Taylor. And uh, so at this time now, uh, the British had put uh, John Burroughs Sr. on one of his prison ships up in the East River off of Brooklyn. Uh, a horrible thing to do uh, during the American Revolution, almost a death sentence. And now the Patriots have William Taylor. So eventually General Clinton, the commanding officer of the British forces, agrees to a prisoner exchange between Corn King Burroughs and William Taylor because they're about equal on the pecking order. And at that point, uh, we now move to uh, the Battle of Monmouth. And it's kind of interesting that uh, several of the participants in the night of the raid, uh, Captain Burroughs, uh, Colonel Henderson, uh, also fight in the famous Battle of Monmouth down in Monmouth Courthouse. Are there any other buildings in Madawan that are associated with the skirmish? Not necessarily uh, the skirmish, but at, at the same time period. Uh, in Madawan on Mill Road, there's a, a building known as the, the Hunt Hawkins House. And it was, uh, it was the, the home of uh, uh, Major, Major Thomas Hunt, who was also uh, uh, a militia leader. And he was involved in, in the skirmish that night. But his house actually wasn't. It is literally the oldest house we have in Matawan. It goes back to about 1695. Uh, there's another house in Matawan uh, on the corner of Ravine, uh, Ravine Drive and Wyckoff Street. And this is known as the Foreman House. And this was the house of uh, Colonel Foreman. 
who also was involved in the night, and uh, also the house where Margaret Foreman grew up. And it was also, uh, during the American Revolution, there was another skirmish, and it was known as the Old Hospital because another number of people who were wounded were treated in that house. Uh, there was uh, another building, uh, this, uh, in fact, on uh, Main Street, at the corner of Main Street and Route 516, there was a Presbyterian church called the Mount Pleasant Presbyterian Church. Uh, the minister at that church was, uh, uh, was a very fiery uh, patriot, and the British actually came. His, uh, his name was Charles, Reverend Charles McKnight. And the British found out of his, his pro-patriot speeches. They came and arrested him, took him as a prisoner, put him on a prison ship. Unfortunately, he died as a result of his experience on the prisoner ship. And they burned down the church. And if you ever see the movie Patriot with Mel Gibson, where they burned the church down, one of the worst things you could do during the American Revolution was burn down the church. Because that was the only place where the people in the village could all get together. And that's why intentionally many times they burned the churches down. Because even though they had taverns, they could never put a whole village in the tavern. But the church would be large enough so they could get, get a group together. But that happened uh, also during this same time period. It actually happened the year before, in 1777. So there's a lot of activity going on right here uh, at that time during the American Revolution. Are these buildings still, are these buildings open to the public? Uh, the Burroughs Mansion is, and we are open uh, for regular tours on uh, from two to four in the afternoon on the first and third Mondays of the month. Uh, the only months that we are closed are in January and February. The rest of the year, we are open for tours. We're also open if uh, a particular organization wants to bring a group, uh, other than regular tour hours, we've, we brought groups here to have a meeting and then do a tour. So it's possible to contact us. We can make, in fact, uh, the docents, uh, you know, uh, we're retired and we have a lot of flexibility to come at different times and we will come to suit a group. So it is possible even to bring, you know, a number of your friends to the Burroughs Mansion other than just the regular times. This, this next question comes from at BrewQs via Twitter. Michael would like to know if Major John Burroughs was an officer on the Sullivan Expedition of 1779 during the American Revolution. Okay. I don't, I can't give a, a completely firm answer to that, but I don't believe so. Because he was, I, that, that's something that I, I would, have, would have picked up on. Uh, some of his, his war duty uh, was, was a little bit limited uh, after the Battle of Monmouth. So I, I, I don't know for sure whether uh, that, that was a possibility. But uh, he, he was active, and like I said, he was a very prominent officer in General David's Foreman's Regiment. Are there any artifacts on display from Major John Burroughs' time in the Continental Army? Uh, we, we do have uh, different pieces of furniture and different objects in the Burroughs Mansion. However, none of the items that we have here were actually from the Burroughs family because the night of the fire, uh, their possessions were actually des destroyed in a bonfire. But uh, we do have uh, d different things you can see from the time period here at the Burroughs Mansion. And like I said, we do have on display uh, the musket ball holes going up into the attic where they're still under, under plexiglass now uh, that uh, the, the Tories fired thinking the captain, but they're trying to flush him out, thinking that he was on the third floor. But that, they're still there. Tell us about Major John Burroughs after the American Revolution. Okay. After the American Re Revolution, it was, it was rather sad because... Uh, uh, 
the family business uh, kind of went downhill. There was a, an economic depression after the revolution in this area. So a lot of the wealth that the family had developed prior to the revolution was lost at that time. Uh, John Burroughs uh, decided to try to go down south to try to revive some of the business contacts and he actually uh, drowns in a river in Florida. So he, his life pretty much is, is ended during that period. Margaret Burroughs, uh, young Margaret Burroughs dies from her, uh, from her injuries the night of the raid. Uh, John Burroughs Sr., the Corn King, for a while is Sheriff of Monmouth County, and then he passes away shortly thereafter. So uh, after the American Revolution, it, it wasn't really uh, a very happy time for the Burroughs family. This next question comes from AZMom87 via my blog. Where are Major John Burroughs and his wife Margaret buried? Okay, uh, Major John Burroughs is not buried in the area. He, we believe he is buried in Florida. Uh, I can't give an exact location in Florida. Margaret Burroughs is buried in Mount Pleasant Cemetery. In fact, Mount Pleasant Cemetery is located uh, Main Street, the corner of Main Street and Route 516 in Matawan. And uh, uh, she is buried there with Samuel Foreman, with her father and her mother and uh, some other relatives. Also buried in the same cemetery is uh, another Foreman daughter who was married to Philip Renault, the poet of the revolution. He's buried further on down the road at the Poet Cemetery in, at Poet Drive, but uh, his wife is buried with the Foreman family. And uh, if anyone is trying to locate the grave, uh, I would be a good research resource person because I'm also uh, a commissioner and the uh, Madeline Historic Sites Commissioner and I'm, I'm technically the cemetery man and uh, I'm in charge of the town cemeteries and I'm also associated with Rose Hill Cemetery. I'm the, the vice president of the cemetery and also the historian up there. So if anyone is wondering about people buried in Madawan, come to the cemetery man. <laughs> when did the Burroughs Mansion pass out of the hands of the Burroughs family? Okay. Uh, it passed out of the hands, actually, the Burroughs family in the early, uh, about the year uh, 1816, after the, the American Revolution. And there were, there were different owners of the, of, the, of the mansion through the years. Uh, there was a Dr. Reynolds uh, who had the mansion. The Holmes family owned the mansion for a while. Uh, in the 1850s, it actually became a hotel. It was known as the Steamboat Hotel. And many people who were who were coming, who wanted to go to, uh, to New York, would come and stay at the Steamboat Hotel overnight. And then in the 19th century, we had uh, steam vessels going up and down Matawan Creek. No longer sail vessels, but sometimes uh, almost 200-foot steamboats came into Matawan Creek. So then they would go down to the wharf and go up to New York uh, via that way. There was also a dentist, Dr. Aaron Pittman, uh, who lived in the Burroughs Mansion for a number. We think some of our ghosts in the mansion are from uh, doctor, the two young girls who uh, kind of tease me from time to time, and we think they are uh, daughters of uh, Dr. Pittman, who, who really like the house and like to hang around. Uh, during the 1930s, uh, it was used as a, at least out at different times, as a tea room called the Colonial Tea Room. The last family to really occupy the house to any extent was the Brown family. Uh, the, the publisher of the Matawan Journal is uh, Benjamin Franklin Strong Brown. He bought the house in 1904. And uh, the house remained uh, in control of the Brown family until 1974, when the last daughter of uh, uh, Frank Brown, her name was uh, uh, 
I'm trying to think, I think her, her married name, but she was uh, Mildred, Mildred Brown Herrick. Her last name was Herrick. They lived in the house actually with her husband until early 1970s. And then in 1974, the mansion was turned over to the borough of Matawan to become a museum. And it's been a museum since 1974. Has the mansion been visited by descendants of the Burroughs family in recent years? No, not really. Not, not to my knowledge, where we've actually had direct descendants. Uh, sometimes the, someone will check in their lineage that they were related to a borough at one time, but we can't verify that they were direct, you know, blood relatives of the Burroughs family. This question comes from Erica via my blog. Erica would like to know if you are aware of any famous visitors to the Burroughs mansion throughout its history. Okay. We do, I, I don't have a, a record of a visit to the Burroughs mansion. We do have a letter from George Washington to Captain Burroughs and the communication between them because he was, he was an officer with General David Foreman. Uh, George Washington knew John Burroughs. So we do have uh, you know, records of communication that way. But I don't know if, if Washington ever slept here or actually visited the house. In fact, at one time, uh, it looked like Captain Burroughs was going to be court-martialed because Captain this sometimes happened in the military. Uh, he actually took a boat that didn't directly belong to him for a particular mission. And some of the other officers were very miffed at this. And they, just, they, they were thinking of court-martialing Captain Burroughs George Washington intervened, and he said that Captain Burroughs is a fighter, and forget about the court-martial. You know, things like this happen in war, so we, he did have a connection to George Washington, and that's something we, it is factually confirmed. I seem to recall there was once a historical marker in front of the mansion. What happened to the marker? Okay. The, the, the marker actually fell down, the pole fell down to, due to uh, different circumstances. We are going to replace it, uh, put up a new marker. We still have the marker, it's just that uh, we've got to get a, a new pole and attach it so that will be done in the future. How does the Burroughs Mansion Museum raise funds to preserve the Burroughs Mansion? Okay, well one thing, the Burroughs Mansion technically is owned by the Borough of Matawan. The Burroughs, the Matawan Historical Society manages the museum and presents programs and things like that. Uh, in the town, there's a, there's a group known as the Historic Sites Commission, and I'm a member of the Historic Sites Commission. They actually manage the historical sites of Matawan, which is the Burroughs Mansion, uh, St. James Cemetery, Mount Pleasant Cemetery, uh, and also uh, the Poet's Grave uh, on Poet Drive in Freneau. And uh, so part of what we do get is from tax money. Uh, certain, we have a budget which comes to us. In other, uh, other activities, uh, we raise money with different fundraisers. I do a cemetery tour in October, which is one of our, our fundraisers. Uh, we also do some ghost hunts that are, are fundraisers. Uh, there's one that we do in October that is for novice ghost hunters. And it's been very popular. This will be about the, the fifth year we've done it. So different things like that that we raise. Every once in a while, uh, we do have benefactors uh, who will, uh, you know, donate certain things to us. So we do have some funds that we, we, we draw on. But the, the difficulty is when we do major repairs or things like that, 
uh, we, we, we have to try to get grants and things uh, because our regular budget doesn't come anywhere. In fact, if you see the Burroughs Mansion, uh, you'll notice that, that we need a paint job. Part of the problem is we have lead paint. Also, the, the roof needs to be repaired and all of these things that we are working on as we have funds. Sometimes when there's repair, we have to segment it because we don't have enough money to do a complete repair job. But uh, uh, we do raise money from, we are at, at uh, a, a nonprofit organization, so anyone who ever uh, donates money to the Mount Historical Society, we, will, we can apply this to the Burroughs Mansion and what we do, if anyone is, is so inclined. If you'd like to come and visit us at the mansion to, to see what we're about, we welcome uh, many guests as we as possible. AZMOM87 would like to know what types of paranormal activity have allegedly occurred in the Burroughs Mansion. Okay. There have been so many things. Uh, when you say alleged, we, we actually have documentation of several things that have happened. Uh, personal things with me, I've been here uh, alone many times, very late at night. I've actually had uh, furniture moved on me. Uh, there are two young ghosts, two young girls that like to tease me. I was a, a teacher and a school principal, and they know that I like kids, so they will tease me a little bit. One night I was setting up for a historical society meeting. This was very late at night, and I, I moved a table off to the side alcove. And when I, when I went to get chairs and I came back in the room, the table had been moved over by the fireplace on a little lip. At, it was at about a, about a 30 degree angle. So I knew it had been moved. I picked it up, I moved it back. And I go get more chairs, I come back, the furniture's moved again. And this happened about four or five times. And I finally said, come on, I've had enough tonight. Uh, you know, cut it out. I've got to get this meeting set up. And the ghost stopped moving the furniture for me. <laughs> I've also heard different voices uh, with a naked ear uh, whispering. I've had the feeling uh, that uh, many, many times that I'm not alone and that someone is standing looking over my shoulder or someone is watching me, sensations like that. We've actually had 19 paranormal investigations of uh, the Burroughs Mansion where ghost hunters who've traveled all over the world have come here. And uh, they've had, uh, we've never had an activity where there has, has not been paranormal act, uh, you know, activity going on. It's never been a, a night where nothing happens. Uh, some of the different things we have, uh, they're EVPs, which are uh, different recordings of ghosts that if you, if you, you know, slow down a recording and then, and then play it back, you can hear different sounds coming where you can identify different words where questions have been asked. Uh, we've had people touched in the Burroughs Mansion several times on several investigations where uh, people actually have uh, felt uh, something, something moving over their, over their, their hair or their arms. Uh, uh, we, we've also had uh, uh, different lights uh, moving up and down. In fact, uh, we had an incident with, uh, with Margaret Burroughs where uh, different, different times where people have seen different things, the lights going up and down the hallways. Uh, uh, there, sometimes there are different odors that, that can be smelled. Sometimes people will smell something burning. And the night of the raid, they did try to burn the mansion down. And often that's a way that a, a spirit will communicate. There are basically two types of communication. There's uh, what is known as a residual haunting, where you basically come upon something and you see a video of what happened 200 years ago. And there's an intelligent haunting, when you can actually communicate with the spirit by using different techniques. And the Burroughs Mansion is, is very definitely an intelligent haunting because we've, we've identified spirits from three different centuries, 18th century, 19th century, and early 20th century. 
And we can tell sometimes on the EVPs by the type of language that's used, words that we no longer use. There was one spirit that uh, in our front parlor here was very clearly on an EVP said, be gone. Be gone is an expression that was used in the 18th century, but no one uses it today. Uh, we have one spirit up in the attic, which was the servants' quarters, and sometimes in the servants' quarters you have some unhappy campers, people who didn't get along well with the management, and we have one spirit up there who uses rather foul language, and we have to kind of kind of censor the language on the EVPs because he makes no bones. Some of the words through the centuries come through that were foul then or just as foul now, and sometimes uh, we have different. We haven't had any any de definite threatening type responses, but one response which kind of came a little bit close to that, one of the spirits in the attic made the statement, your son is dead. And that was a cl very clear on an EVP. And they are probably referring to uh, probably Captain Burroughs who died, who drowned in a river in Florida. It may have been saying that, uh, referring to another EVP up there, are you the corn king? So just you can see that EVPs are tied into different, different time periods. But we, we have had uh, a number of activities like that. We've also uh, been on uh, some uh, uh, ghost hunter television programs where a lot of activity has come out. Can you tell us more about the ghost hunt fundraisers that have occurred in the mansion? Okay. We do run... Uh, we've had different paranormal groups that come in. That's not open to the general public. That is for a paranormal group. We also run a, a, an event that is open to the general public. And this is our, our annual uh, ghost hunt for novices, where we have uh, you know, regular ghost hunters. Uh, we have a, kind of a workshop type arrangement where we explain how to be a ghost hunter, what to do. Uh, I do a historical talk about the mansion and personalities of in the mansion. Then we actually go on a ghost hunt. And we've had a, a number of paranormal experiences, with, even with the novice group. The ghosts kind of help out when they, they need to to you know help train some of our our future ghost hunters, and we had one instance uh, where up in the attic uh, there was a woman there who was actually touched, and she felt being touched. Her husband happened to snap a photograph at the same time. This was completely unrelated to what she was doing, and in the photograph they can actually see a gray mist over her shoulder just at the time that she had been touched. So that happened during one of our our training sessions. So even uh, uh, right now, we're tentatively setting up a date for October, October 24th, and we will be advertising this uh, on our website a little bit later. But that's, that's where we welcome people that, uh, uh, who have not had an experience like this. Uh, and it's, it, it's, a very, it's, it's not just something that someone does on a lark. It's, uh, it, it's not particularly cheap for what we, what we charge, but uh, the event lasts about eight hours. So you're, you're certainly getting your money's worth, but it's, it's not something that you're just looking to do on a, a Saturday night to amuse yourself. Those kind of people are not particularly going to, uh, you know, in, enjoy this type of thing. And this is for more serious people who really want to be involved in some paranormal activity. And so far, they've, they've gotten it. <laughs> this question was submitted by Sean on my blog. Sean would, Sean would like to know if there are any other historic sites in town that you recommend he check out. Okay. Well, the one historic site that I, I highly recommend is Rose Hill Cemetery because Rose Hill Cemetery is the location where the, the shark attack victims are buried. Also, according to Weird New Jersey and also to my personal experiences, I'm the vice president and the historian of Rose Hill Cemetery. 
but uh, Weird New Jersey identifies uh, Rose Hill as one of the most haunted cemeteries in New Jersey. I've had experiences in broad daylight where uh, I've had, you know, sensations where someone is literally breathing in my ear out there. But I, since I am open to this and I always mention why I'm there, uh, the spirits have been more, you know, cordial to me because I'm, you know, I'm trying. And I, I do the tour and I, I do biographies of people who are there. But there's some very interesting stories for a, a small town of things that have happened through the years that are brought out uh, in the cemetery tour. So I definitely check out Rose Hill Cemetery. Another, another place where you can go is uh, uh, on Poets Drive in uh, the Freneau section of Madawan is, is an area known as Poet Cemetery. That's where Philip Freneau, the poet of the revolution, is buried and his mother's buried there. To across the street is a house where we actually ran a printing press. He, uh, he operated one of the first newspapers in, uh, in New Jersey. And that's the old, old, old homestead across the street. And it's an interesting thing to see. Uh, Philip Freneau was a personal friend of Thomas Jefferson. And uh, he, he wrote poems during the American Revolution that, that stimulated the, the population to separate from, like Thomas Paine that did Common Sense. He did a lot of poems uh, that would fire up the population. So he was, and he was technically related to the, to, uh, in a way, to the Foreman family and through the Foreman family to the Burroughs because he was married to a daughter of Samuel Foreman, and so was Captain Burroughs. He was married to a different daughter of Captain Foreman. And both of these daughters are buried out in Mount Pleasant Cemetery along with Samuel Foreman. And, uh, but not, he's technically not buried with, his, Philip Freneau is not buried with his wife, but his wife is buried in town, just a few blocks away down at Mount Pleasant Cemetery. Uh, also in Matawan, uh, if you're looking at revolutionary different war, war things, there's a building known as uh, uh, the old hospital, which was the the residence of uh, Samuel Foreman back in uh, uh, back during Revolutionary War times. So there's uh, this way, and if you're coming into town, it's always a good idea to to see the train station. Walk over to the trains. That's the same train station uh, during the shark attack. The Stanley Fisher was put on a train with his friend uh, William Shepard. They went down to Monmouth Memorial Hospital in Long Branch, and Stanley dies a short time after that, and. Uh, it's just a Madawan's kind of an interesting town because there's so many old houses. In fact, I did a did a survey for the town of Madawan, and we have over 325 houses in town that are over 100 years old. And if you walk down Main Street, uh, you, you can see a number of these old houses that come from different eras, Victorian mansions, uh, colonial houses, uh, diff different styles of architecture. And it's just uh, you know an interesting walk to, to visit uh, Madawan. What other types of events does the Burroughs Mansion Museum host throughout the year? Okay, uh, we during in May, the first weekend in May, there's an event known as uh, Old Weekend in Monmouth, where the Burroughs Mansion is opened uh, on a Saturday, almost all day Saturday and a Sunday, uh, where people can come uh, from all over the place, and we have con continuous tours running through. Uh, that's one event that we do, and we do in typically it's like the first Sunday in December. We have what we call a musicale, where we bring in uh, historical musical instruments and we play different Christmas music, and it's kind of a combination uh, lecture music program, and it's been very popular in the past, our musicale. And at different times, uh, if you want to join the Madeline Historical Society, the Madeline Historical Society meets on a monthly basis. We have regular guest speakers who come in. and. Uh, you don't have to join the society to, to come to our meetings. They're always open to the public, and that's the fourth Monday of the month at 
in the parlor at the Burroughs Mansion. And uh, it's, it's, it's a good opportunity if you're a history buff to come and enjoy a, you know, a good talk. And then we have refreshments and a social time after that. So it's a pleasant evening. Tell us again how people can make donations to the Burroughs Mansion Museum. Well, people can make donations if they want to uh, uh, send a do donation. We're, we're a charitable organization, the Madawan Historical Society. So if you'd like to make a donation to help the Burroughs Mansion, you can write a check to the Madawan Historical Society, and you can put a note on the check if you want it to go specifically for maintenance of the Burroughs Mansion or for general historical products or you know programs or things like that. And it will go specifically to to the cause that, uh, that you want to donate it to. But it's better to write the check to the Madeline Historical Society rather than just the Burroughs Mansion. Because, like I said, the Burroughs Mansion is an entity of the town, and uh, it's the historical society that actually r runs the events and you know uh, takes care of the, the different programs that we do at the mansion. Is there anything else that you would like to say to my listeners? Well, uh, like I said, the, the one thing that... Uh, we really have in this, this small town of Matawan, New Jersey, is history. Uh, whether it's the, the shark attack, which uh, actually was the inspiration for the, the novel and the movie Jaws, and it took place right here in Matawan in 1916, and we have interest all over the world in that particular event. There have been five movies made of it, and several books have been written, and we also have the Revolutionary War aspect, where this was kind of, New Jersey is known as the cradle of the American Revolution or the crossroads of the American, the cradle too, but the crossroads of the American Revolution. And a lot of, uh, you know, revolutionary activity took place right here at the Burroughs Mansion and through town. And, uh, and like I said, that uh, come and visit us at the Burroughs Mansion. You're always welcome. And uh, if you have specific questions about, uh, about Matawan's history, I'm the Matawan Town Historian, uh, Al Savoyne. So uh, if, you, if you direct anything to me, I'll be happy to get back to you and answer any specific questions. But we have, like I said, we're, we're open to groups coming to visit us at the mansion, and anyone can come to our Historical Society meetings. But uh, we certainly welcome you. Al, thank you again for sitting down and talking history with me this afternoon. That does it for this segment of Let's Talk History. Check out the Burroughs Mansion Museum on Facebook and at their website, burroughsmansion.com. Again, that's burroughsmansion.com. I will post the links to their Facebook page and website on the blog. The Burroughs Mansion Museum is open for tours on the first and third weekends each month. Please stop by and take the tour. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Al. Oh, my pleasure. Our next segment of the show will focus on genealogy. Over the last few years, I have been a bit of an amateur genealogist. My goal right off the bat was to learn more about my family. In particular, I wanted to find out more about my ancestors who lived during the time of the American Revolution. This journey into my family tree has been both rewarding and frustrating at times. Recently, I have found this quest to be particularly challenging. A recent project of mine is to join the Sons of the American Revolution. The Sons of the American Revolution is open to membership for males who are blood descendants of individuals who fought for or contributed to American independence from the British Empire. As I worked through my application, I found the website Ancestry.com to be particularly helpful. This website provided me with a number of census, birth, and marriage records that could be used to prove I was an ancestor of Jesse Webb. Webb served as a North Carolina militia soldier during the war and fought in the Battle of Utah Springs in 1781. 
Jesse lived in a part of North Carolina that in modern times is part of Tennessee. As I completed my packet, I found that I was missing one document to show that Jesse's daughter gave birth to one of my prophet grandfathers. As I record this podcast, I've still not located this document. I've reached out to a number of state archives and historical societies in both Tennessee and North Carolina. Some of these groups have been outstanding, while others have turned a cold shoulder to me. The reason I bring this up on the show is not to vent or complain. It is to send a message to my listeners who may be involved in state archives or historical societies. I request that those of you involved in these types of organizations be as helpful as possible to individuals making genealogy or ancestry inquiries. If you are part of a group that charges or asks for a donation for services, please be upfront with people asking for your help. It is completely reasonable and understandable to ask for money in return for a service. In closing, please keep in mind that many people, much like myself, are on a quest to be able to tell their family's history. Thank you. Our final segment of the show is where I tell you about one of my favorite books that I have read recently. July's book of the month is Philadelphia Fighters, The Golden Era of Greatness by Lou Friedman. As you listen to the show, you will find that I am a big fan of boxing history. This book is an outstanding look at some of Philly's top boxing personalities during the 20th century. Fighters covered in this book include Smoking Joe Frazier, Curtis Parker, Michael Spinks, and Larry Holmes. Lou Friedman is a veteran sports writer who covered the boxing beat full-time for the Philadelphia Inquirer, in addition to working on the staffs of the Chicago Tribune and Anchorage Daily News. A native of Boston, he is the author of numerous books about sports, including the 50 greatest players in Boston Red Sox history. Philadelphia Fighters, The Golden Era of Greatness, is available at your favorite bookseller. Check out the blog for a link to where you can purchase the book. That does it for this month's episode of the Matt Ward History Experience. Thank you to this episode's sponsor, Dystrophy. Make sure to check out their new album, Wretched Host, at dystrophyband.com. Again, that's dystrophyband.com. That link is also available on the blog. I would also like to thank my guests at the Burroughs Mansion Museum and to you, the listeners. Last but certainly not least, I want to thank my good friend Peter Lloyd at One Stone Records for providing tech support for this month's episode. I can be reached on the blog, The Matt Ward History Experience, at mwhistoryexperience.com, as well as on Twitter, at RevWarBuff23. Until next time, I'm Matt Ward, and this is The Matt Ward History Experience. This episode of the Matt Ward History Experience is dedicated to the memory of my great uncle, Frank Caracciolo, 1918 to 2015. Uncle Frank was a veteran of the U.S. Army who served in World War II in the Pacific Theater. Rest in peace, Uncle Frank. You will be missed.